Welcome back to the program. First Tuesday of the month, we check in with State Senator Doris Turner, and we're pleased to welcome her back to the program. Senator, great to have you here. Hope you had a good Fourth of July. It was. It was. It was really nice. The weather was nice, and um, you know, it started off the month well. Did you take in any parades or anything around the district? You know what? Since um, session has ended, I've had an opportunity to really get out and explore throughout the district. So uh, the pork producers uh, took me on a tour of a pig farm in the Comus. I went to spent the day exploring downtown Hillsboro, went to a ribbon cutting at a coal mine museum in Taylorville, went down to Royal Lake and stopped in at the Macoupin County Fair and uh celebrated pollinator week in carlinville <laughs> then we did the uh i wasn't able to do the jerome parade that's always a big one and mayor mike always invites everybody out so uh we had a wedding in southern illinois so i missed the jerome uh parade but i'll be ready for the state fair parade i love a parade well getting around to a lot of different things interesting you mentioned the uh, coal mine museum down in taylorville because coal is still very much a hot topic right now with that looming energy bill it wasn't acted upon in the session but we uh, still continue to hear there's talks going on behind the scenes the possibility of lawmakers coming back at some point can you give us any updates here on what this bill might look like and what it could mean for city water light and power you know, I will tell you that I have uh, I have been standing firm in my support of of CWLP and what I would be able to vote on, in, vote on in an energy bill. But I'll be very honest with you, I have not been involved in any of those negotiations, and we have not heard anything since we left uh, Springfield. So I know that talks are continuing. And I know that negotiations are happening and everyone wants to get to a good bill that, uh, you know, can be voted on. But we're just not there yet. Uh, take us a little bit behind the scenes on this, because I, I realize that bills like this get negotiated with really kind of a, a handful of folks behind closed doors. And then it gets uh, sent out to the to the broader rank and file, uh, obviously, because this has such a, a big impact in your district. You have a, a bit of an advantage in that your immediate predecessor and your friend, Andy Menard, just recently named deputy governor by Governor J.B. Pritzker. So do you have his ear? Who are you able to talk to in the governor's office to say this? This is what we're going to need out of this piece of legislation. You know, um, I, I have conversations with Senator Menar and others in the governor's office um, a lot. But I will tell you that I have been very firm from the beginning, from the day that I walked into the um, state Senate. I have been very firm about what I could support and I couldn't support in an energy bill. And that has not changed. Um, but I will tell you that. Everyone wants an energy bill, you know, uh, but we have to be cognizant of the impact that a good energy bill is going to have on everyone. And I'm using, I'm putting air quotes around good, a good energy bill, because I think that we can get to a place where we have a bill that everyone um, is not pleased with. And that, you know, and, and, you know, most times, no one's everyone is not going to be happy at the end of the day and and we all we recognize that but there are just some things that you know i can't back away from and um you know i i really believe that cwlp has been a leader in uh you know 
getting to full, re, uh, you know, renewables. We've, we've been a leader in that from the very beginning. And I, I'm fully aware of that and, and can speak to it in, in pretty much detail because of my time on the Springfield City Council. And as you know, Alderman Redpath and I co-chaired a CWLP work group. So a lot of the things that everyone else is struggling to get to, CWLP is there. And so, you know, we just have to take all of that into consideration and try to get to, um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that date where it's not going to have a significant negative impact on um, the ratepayers of Springfield, of which I am one. State Senator Doris Turner is here with us live this afternoon. Uh, Senator, uh, I, I know you uh, dealt with this uh, regularly during your time on the Springfield City Council, and it is an issue that impacts uh, areas or district beyond Springfield. The ongoing problem of gun violence in our community. We had more uh, shootings in public places and at big street parties over the weekend. Every night, it's just uh, you know more gunfire. Police are doing what they can to round up people, but there's just no end to this flow of guns on the street. What can you as a state legislator do, and what should the state be doing to try to make a difference in some of this? You know, I think that the state has a responsibility, but also local uh, law enforcement has a responsibility, as well as local citizens have a responsibility, and we all have to work on this in partnership with each other. If you look at the budget that uh, Governor Pritzker put forth and and uh, we voted on and passed, there is significant funding in that budget for uh, you know violence reduction uh, programs to flow throughout the state. So we're really going to you know that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is um, you know local law enforcement working in partnership with the community. I think that what we have seen in Springfield is that. Um, you know, local law enforcement in Springfield and, and most especially Chief Winslow has done a better job than most of working with, um, you know, local residents in in partnership and, and trying to get people to understand that behavior has, has um, you know, ramifications. But we also have to really get people to not to understand that it doesn't all rest on law enforcement. It doesn't all rest on the state. There are things that law enforcement can do. There are things that state government can do in terms of, of providing funding. But residents have to understand that they have a responsibility as well. So when you see something, say something. Um, you know, and more often than not, local law enforcement will tell you that when they come on a crime scene, nobody wants to talk to them. And, you know, they can only do what they can do when they have good information. So, you know, every it, it has to be a partnership. I know that while on the city council, I, I was a huge proponent of ShotSpotter. And ShotSpotter has, has worked well and has provided some, you know, some added, um, you know, uh, resources for local law enforcement in Springfield. But, you know, we just have to get everyone to understand and recognize that it is a true partnership. I know that there has been uh, a lot of activity um, community-wise in Decatur, and they are doing a, a better job of pulling the community together. And I think that that's what we have to do is we have to, we have to look at this as a partnership with law enforcement, um, you know, state government and residents.
Senator Doris Turner is here with us. Uh, Senator, you mentioned the uh, state budget, money that was in there for violence prevention, uh, money in it for a lot of things. And one of the things we've seen as a result is that now Illinois got, uh, for the first time in decades, an improved uh, credit rating for the bonds that it issues. They're still, you know, not a great rating. It's still just a couple of notches uh, shy of junk status, but it is better than it was before. And that's something that hasn't happened in a long time. So give me your assessment of this budget and what does it mean for Illinois' long-range fiscal future? You know, um, the budget is a uh, that we put that the governor put forth and we voted on with the balanced budget. And it has something in there for everyone, but it was also, I believe, very fiscally responsible. And you mentioned that we got an upgrade in our credit rating, and that's significant. Uh, people may not think it's it's much, but it's very significant because that looks at, you know, what type of, of uh, interest rates that we can get when we go to, to borrow money or when we go to bond out projects. So it is definitely significant. Um, we held true to, you know, paying our, paying our bills down. We're in a much better place than we have been in decades. And that's something to celebrate, but we can't sit still and rest on our laurels. We have to continue in that vein of being fiscally responsible. You know, as you know, the state receives an influx of, of, uh, of money from the federal government due to, you know, um, COVID and, and COVID relief. But we were also very responsible with the way that we allocated those dollars because we did not um, use it to plug any holes. We used it for exactly what it was designated for. And as we um, used those, those resources to help businesses come back and uh, put people back to work and get our kids back in school, what you'll see is more money in, you know, in the local, local economies. And that's that bodes well for local governments as well as, um, you know, the state budget. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the work that was done to put that budget together. And I'm excited about what it's going to mean for um, local local communities. Senator, before I let you go, uh, another big looming issue is still COVID. It's still out there. And while Sangamon County has done pretty well in getting people vaccinated and bringing the numbers down, we know that there are portions of central and southern Illinois uh, where the vaccination rates are not good and where there are concerns that uh, caseloads could start ticking up again. What more do you think needs to be done to get more people vaccinated and to to really finally bring this pandemic to an end once and for all? You know, I think that um, Governor Pritzker has done a good job with what he has been doing with regard to our our COVID response. As you know, Illinois is a leader in the nation. However, you're right; we still have a long way to go. And I am, I'm really while our while our uh, vaccination numbers are you know relatively high, I'm really disappointed because what we're seeing is that younger people are not being vaccinated uh, and I just, I just don't. I really am at a loss of understanding why people don't believe that, um, you know, COVID is still a threat. It's, a, it's a, you know, everyone complains about we can't get out, we're in, we can't, you know, we can't get around with our family. But the way that we can get to that is by getting everyone, everyone vaccinated. So I have been working with a local um, group. That has been, um, you know, working in partnership with, um, you know, with with 
community organizations, healthcare, uh, public health, to to try and do what we can to encourage everyone to take advantage. Now, I will tell you that this is what we're seeing uh, throughout the 48th. I just did a, a huge event in Hillsboro where we were working with the, their local EMA to encourage people to get vaccinated. So, and as we go farther south, the numbers are um, incredibly low. So I, you know, I would, I just, everywhere I go, I say, everyone wants to get back to where we were pre-COVID, but the only way we get there is for everyone to get vaccinated. And, and I'm continuing to beat that, to beat that drum. State Senator Doris Turner, we appreciate your time. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for the opportunity.